Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Next Man Up, where we have average guys sharing their average takes on all professional sports. I'm your host, Matthew Russo. Today, I'll be rolling solo as the only host actually on the podcast. Um, but we do have uh, two guests on today to uh, discuss uh, the NHL today. We have a returning one in Josh. Josh, say hello. How's everyone doing today? And we have a new guest on the show, uh, Chris Falzone. Chris, say hello. How's it going, everyone? So we're going to dive into the NHL tips. It uh, puck drops in less than a couple hours. So um, it's it's coming up very very quickly. Unfortunately, the Rangers don't play today. They play tomorrow against the Islanders. But let's dive into the games we have going on today. We're going to start with the Flyers and playing the Penguins, both of them the four and five seed respectively last year in the COVID season. Um, boys, what, what, what are our expectations for our uh, – our division rivals. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Penguins, how they handle the transition from Matt Murray to Tristan Jari as their starter because they traded Matt Murray to the uh, Ottawa Senators. And the Penguins, they're like an aging team. Meanwhile, the Flyers, they're they're a young and -and up-and-coming team. Honestly, I think they're going to win the East Division. And it's only the first game of the season, so there's going to be some rust. But I just think both, both teams are on pace to uh, make the playoffs in that division. It's a great point. You both said you think the Flyers got a great shot. um, Going back to Chris's point, I'm going to turn to you, Josh. Uh, Like you said, the Penguins are are an aging team. Uh, We saw that uh, in Sidney Crosby last year. He missed a good amount of time. He he reached 40 games, right, like he always does. But he was injury-ridden. He's getting up there in age. What what expectations should the Penguins have for Sidney Crosby and their aging team in general? Well, we remember last year, uh, the first of all, I just want to go back to the Flyers really quick before sure. I answer that question. Right. Flyers were the hottest teams last year before that whole COVID situation happened and they took the break. Kind of hurt their chances, I think, for maybe even a big playoff run going into the rest of that season. But at the end of the year, when the COVID break came back, the Penguins and the Flyers didn't fall that far from the apple tree in the points and the standings. I think the Penguins still have just an overall solid team. Uh, again, the goalie situation might be their downfall or it might actually help them going forward because we don't know what kind of expectations we're going to see from this goalie. Uh, But I think the Penguins will be just fine. I do have them as probably one of my top four teams in this division. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. Those two teams are going to be battling it out the whole season probably. Um, In terms of tonight's game, I think you'll, you'll see the younger team come out faster and catch the old guys off their heels. The Flyers probably take the game regardless of the goalie situation going on there. Um, moving on to the next game up, we have uh, a duel in Canada, in Canada. Uh, we got the Maple Leafs playing the Canadians. Um, first question that I have for the, besides who's winning this game, uh, are we going to see a more even split in the goal, goalie position between, uh, Carey Price and Jake Allen for the Canadians this year? I don't think so. I think this is for Carey Price for most of the way. Uh, I really don't see why anyone would want to split between Price and Allen. No disrespect to Allen, but this is Carey Price's team. Carey Price, I think, really is hungry for this year and really wants to show people why the Canadians are not just a team to forget about. Yeah, I agree with Josh. However, like, Carey Price has been known throughout his career as a workhorse. So I think Montreal finally went out and got a capable backup, and they actually signed him to a pretty decent-sized contract for a backup. However, I think Montreal is a actually really underrated team. I think they're going to finish right behind Toronto in that division. Uh, they added some nice pieces in the offseason. They took Tyler Toffoli. 
They have a nice prospect coming up on defense, Alexander Romanov. He could be a dark horse candidate for rookie of the year. And I just think this will be a solid game all around. Both teams are on their way to the playoffs. Yeah, to your point, Chris, they a great, a decent contract on their back of Jake Allen, and maybe it's you know to to manage Carey Price uh, to if and when they, they if they're planning on making a playoff push, maybe they're holding him out so he can be as fresh as possible when he takes on those playoff series. Um, going over to the other side of the ice with the Maple Leafs. Um, they got a new guy. He's not a new guy to the league, but they got a new guy. His name's Joe Thornton. Um, wh- what kind of impact is he going to bring to the Maple Leafs? Well, again, we know Joe, Joe Thornton is just a veteran presence on this other team. I mean, they have a lot of key veterans. I mean, this is a team that I think will utilize Joe Thornton to the best of his abilities. I mean, Joe Thornton's still chasing that Stanley Cup. So, you know, if anything, he's just going to make them all these younger guys now on the Toronto team work even harder. Joe Thornton just brings that good vibe and energy to the team that most players wish that they had a player like that. Yeah, I, I, I remember reading on Twitter that he was skating on the top line with Matthews and Marner. I don't know if that's how they're going to start tonight, but Toronto made some really good offseason moves. They brought in Joe Thornton, Jimmy Vesey, Zach Bogosian. Yep. They try to, they're trying to toughen up this team. And I remember reading on Twitter also, Joe Thornton says he's stress-free right now. Like, obviously, he's eyes on the prize of winning the Stanley Cup, one of the best players to ever play. And right. honestly, I think that veteran leadership, I think this could be the year for them because it's you got to remember, it's divisional playoffs this year. So they could be coming out of this as one of the final four teams in the playoffs. Yeah, it is divisional playoffs. They were sitting pretty at the three. They'll probably end up being the one or two in the Atlantic this year with the if, that, if they're going to run Joe Thornton on that first line, I, I, I'd be kind of scared. Not going to lie. Um, moving on. Th- well, straight up, guys, who, who we got in this this game between the two? It's kind of hard to say because, like, there's really no home ice advantage with without Fred. And it's also the first game of the year. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Even though Carey Price is amazing, I, I think both teams are just going to be run and gun. Uh, if I had to pick a team, I guess I'd go with the Leafs. Because you know it's at uh, Scotia Bank with their home, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go agree with Chris on this one. Uh, Toronto is my favorite to uh, come out of this division to begin with, so I think they start off the gate hot right away and let everyone know that this is their division and this is going to be one of their years to make a run in playoffs. Yeah, I think the Leafs are gonna take this game as well, and like you guys said, if it's gonna be a high-scoring game here, and <clears throat> we got Carey Price starting in net. Ooh and he gets rattled his first game, it could be a, a dicey situation uh, for the Canadians. On to the next uh, topic of discussion. We got the Oilers playing the Canucks. Um, so, guys, question for you in terms of the Oilers. Are they going to have to, in a sense, outscore instead of outdefend most of the opponents they have with their offense? Do you see them having rather – high scoring games most of the time or do you see them having keeping their opponents at low scoring i definitely think high scoring because their top defenseman uh oscar clefbaum opted out for this season and right. although they signed tyson barry he's more of an offensive defenseman but he's not, they, a, not a defensive defenseman for this team yeah and once again they really didn't address the goalie situation miko koskinen's their starter yeah uh, I, I don't think he's a long-term solution in net so I think they're going to have to lean on McDavid and Dreisaitl again, as they did last year. And I think in a 56-game season, they're more than capable of carrying a team, as we saw in like almost 70 games last year. 
Uh, totally agree. I mean, we know what this uh, Edmonton offense is capable of. And if you have Dreisaitl and McDavid on the ice for all 56 games, you have a legitimate shot of making some noise in this division. You might even have a legitimate shot of taking it, which could be a scary fact to think about. But again, going with the problem is with this goalie situation, how much pressure can you put on this offense to keep putting up four to five goals a game in order just to get a win? It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. They got the young guns to do it short in season, but they're gonna have to put up four or five goals a game every game. That's gonna be a tough test, as especially with um, the seasons that McDavid and uh, Leon are coming off of. It's uh, it, it's hard for them to to really. Uh, take a step up from there. So they're just going to have to maintain course if, if it's going to be a, a iffy goalie situation um, down in uh, Edmonton. So now uh, we move on to the other side of the puck and we've got the Canucks with a brand new goalie and Braden Holpe who has left Washington. Washington has their own situation now with Henrik Lundqvist not being with the team, but we'll focus on the former Washington capital goalie, Braden Holpe guys. What are the expectations for this team and, and for and for Holpe's defense and Holpe? I, I think this is probably one of the uh, top goalie duos in the league right now. So I think going forward that this team is young, they're talented. I don't think they have enough in the tank to take, say, this division. They might have enough to be in that fourth spot just to sneak in. But again, like when you have two solid goalies like this, anything is possible. I just think they're a player or two, maybe a veteran short of making a lot of noise. Yeah, uh, coming off their uh, pretty much surprising playoff run, they upset the St. Louis Blues in the bubble, and then they took Vegas Game 7 to go to the Western Conference Final. I really like the Canucks. I was just shaking my head at some of the moves, like letting Tyler Toffoli and Jacob Markstrom walk in the offseason. Those are two of their key players in that playoff run. And I, they made a really good move bringing in Nate Schmidt on defense. And I really like this Canucks team. They're young, up and coming. However, with the way that the NHL is lining up this year in the all-Canadian division, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I just find it hard. I think, like Josh said, they're like about a veteran or two away from really making some noise. And I know I, in a, we've talked in the past, I've made my prediction back in 2019 about a Rangers-Canucks-Stanley Cup rematch. I think we could see that in the next few years. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, again, when you look at this team, it's no short of stars with Hovac, uh, JT Miller, Pedersen. I mean, I could just go on and on, but it's just, again, with these new division lineups, with this all-Canadian division, when you still have teams like Toronto, Edmonton, uh, even now Montreal's up and coming, you have to work on Calgary, Winnipeg. It's not going to be easy when you have to play these teams eight times. Exactly, and the Canadian division is the only one with with only 31 teams in the league. They're the only one with seven teams, so they got to play teams nine or ten times. I know we're exactly. getting versus Calgary ten times this year, which it's almost like two playoff series in one year. Right. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see how well they can handle it. I mean, I'll be happy if they prove us wrong and they end up being a top four team in this division because I have no hate against Vancouver, and I would like to see this young team make some noise. Yeah, it's, but – the young guns are really going to own own the season this year um, because the shortened season it's is a lot of moving parts and parts that will continue to move as we've been seeing in other sports postponements of games and and whatnot. There's going to be a lot yeah, up definitely. in the air. So I, um, it was recently I think Dallas just had a, a bunch of COVID cases right before the season started. I think last night they confirmed. Yes, I think it was a. T- I think so far in the whole league it's been 27 cases already, but. Considering how many players that they have and everyone else that tested negative, 
it's a pretty good saw uh good sign so far yeah that only 27 came out well, well as as we've seen they're going to push through with the league uh they're going to drop that puck tonight regardless um we're going to go to another divisional ma- or a divisional matchup uh the one and two from last year we got the st louis blues and colorado avalanche taking off tonight as well um guys Avalanche, I don't think they're falling off too much. I think their expectations should remain the same. Um, they should be smooth. Honestly, if their expectations want to remain the same, they should be able to take this game with the Blues. Not only take this game, they should be able to take the Stanley Cup come by the end of the round of summertime. Uh, without a doubt, this is a team that is well-equipped, both offense, both defense, and the goalie situation. This is all around a team that you would love to be a fan of right now. I agree with Josh. I think personally, they're my Stanley Cup pick, preseason pick. Mm-hmm. They, we saw last year they went Game Seven to, with Dallas. I think they're ready to take that next step. They made two huge offseason moves, bringing in Devontae's from the Islanders and trading for Brandon Saad. Brandon Saad, two-time Stanley Cup winner, another veteran piece in that locker room. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon probably going to have another MVP type season. I last year their biggest downfall was their injuries, and they still finished second in the division to these Blues. But I think this year's the the year they take that step and hoist Lord Stanley. Yeah, they got a hundred percent. They got a lot looking forward for them. It's it's uh, McKinnon looks fantastic, and like you said, Chris, they had so many injuries. They still finished second. They're they're just a full blown hockey team. I mean, this these guys should be making a, a playoff push to the cup. With with ease, uh, it would seem. I like. mean, even with their young defenseman at only twenty two years old, here I am, twenty two, talking on a podcast about him. Cal McCart, possibly a potential Norris Trophy winner. Even Chris knows that he's he's his favorite, I believe, right, Chris, for your uh, Norris Trophy winner. Yeah, I know he's like twenty two in in the odds for Vegas's odds. I know he's like ranked fourth, but honestly, I can see this guy winning the Norris because he plays top mm-hmm. power play minutes. He's he's a great shutdown defender. And let's yep. not forget this Avalanche team, although they're in win now mode, they've one of the top prospect systems in the league with that Matt Duchesne trade to get two top picks from Ottawa. They got New Hook and Byron and this this team they, they we could be looking at a dynasty here. Yeah, it very well could be a dynasty. Um, moving on to the next game of the night, it has the the current NHL champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are taking on the Blackhawks tonight. Um, are we seeing a potential repeat, or are we seeing them contend against the Avalanche this year in the Cup, or have they taken a step back, guys? I think, honestly – it's funny. We just talked about that. My prediction was Avalanche Lightning Stanley Cup because let's be real. The Lightning really haven't missed a step. Living in Florida, there's no state income tax. So a lot of players are signing cheaper contracts. And this team, it's it's almost like they're cheating, but they're not. They're circumventing the cap because Nikita Kucherov's ruled out for the whole year with an injury. So that they, they get his nine and a half million dollars freed up. And that's the way they were able to keep Sorelli and Sergachev this year. And like I said, the whole team's pretty much back. They're coming off a Stanley Cup victory. Steven Stamkos is going to play tonight. Finally going to be healthy. That's been his one underlying problem throughout his career. But this team, probably either the top or second best one-two punch at center in the league with Stamkos in point. And I think they're going to win the East. Oh, 100%. They're, they're taking this division. Uh, the only thing that would be their downfall would be the injuries with Stamkos and maybe some of these other younger players. But like you said, they haven't missed a step. This is almost the same exact duplicate team that we saw in the Stanley Cup. 
I think they've only missed maybe, like you said, this one player, like Kucherov, of course, big name, being hurt. But again, this is a, another well-balanced team like Colorado where both offense and defense, they're going to make noise. Goalie situation, Vasilevsky, you have a Venenza Trophy uh, candidate again this year. Yeah, uh, they'll probably end up start start their noise tonight. Uh, they'll probably end up thrashing the Blackhawks. I don't see them putting up much of a fight tonight. But um, No, I actually put in a parlay where I have uh, the Lightning at minus one and a half goals. Oh, wow. One and a half goals? Uh, oh, yeah. It's so bad for the Blackhawks. They lost their top two centers, Kirby Doc, four to five months. Yeah. Out indefinitely with an illness. And then Corey Crawford leaves, and I think they're starting Malcolm Subban tonight. So they're in the middle of a long rebuild. Yeah. It's well due considering they got three cups in six years. Yeah, exactly. They they had their fun. Let other teams have fun now. Yeah, it's a it's it's full rebuild mode for the Blackhawks essentially at this point. Uh, they'll get steamrolled probably by the Lightning tonight. Um, but let's move on from the games happening tonight, for because for the first episode ever, we actually all share the same team, oh. and we all like the Rangers here. And uh, <laughs> a couple of jerseys hanging up. In the yeah, back. Josh, what are those? Uh, those devil jerseys up there? No. Um, <laughs> but we got the Henrik Lundqvist alternate and the Statue of Liberty Mark Messier. Right. Um, but yeah, for the first time in Next Man Up, we actually all like one team. Me being the only host, but still, it's worth. So we can have a whole segment dedicated to our New York Rangers boys. Um, what do we think? Well, let's go on the first game. Let's let's talk about the Islander game that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, what do you, what do you expect to see out of the team? Do you expect uh, quickness that 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 intensity, that fire that they got last year, even though they were well short of being a great team? But do you see the same thing happening? Do you see a back and forth, a, a classic New York battle for the first game of the season? Oh, without a doubt, this is going to be a, a, a gritty game, I think. I think we're going to see a lot of physical uh, from both sides of the puck. Uh, they both, are again, are going to try to compete. Who's going to be the better New York team this year? The Rangers have, I think, an average age of 25 years old. I know the Islanders have another young goalie that they think is better than Igor already. But, um, again, this is a team that just got Barzell back. They signed him, so now Barzell is able to play, which was a big, Big signing for them because if they let Barzal go, the honors I think would have been a bit of a trouble. However, going back to my point, this is going to be a game that's going to come down to probably one cheap goal. Yeah, Rangers Islanders, one of the best rivalries in the league. And it's funny, over the past few years, besides last year, the Islanders had the Rangers number. But last year, we saw the Rangers finally overcome their demons. And it's funny because David Quinn likes to rely on Alexander Georgiev versus the Islanders because he's got great numbers. But like Josh said, Igor is the man this year. I think it'll be not a 50-50 split, probably leaning 60-40 Igor's way. But I think adrenaline's going to be high tomorrow night. You got Alexi Lafreniere, the top pick in the draft. Everybody's yeah. watching him. But we're all Ranger fans here. We know we've all been talking about it. It's the redemption tour for Capo Caco. This is a proven yeah. year. He's playing with Strom, who's a solid second-line center, and Artemi Panarin arguably should have been the league MVP last year. But I think it's going to be one of those classic Ranger Islander games, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have some uh, gloves being dropped. Look out for uh, Brendan Lemieux versus Matt Martin tomorrow night. Yeah, And let's not forget the young prospect, young stud that the New York Rangers have on defense, who I think maybe not too much of a surprise, but I, it's a happy surprise. Keandre Miller finally going to get – his starting time for the New York Rangers. I wasn't expecting it to be so early this year. 
I said maybe a little bit down the line in this season if injuries were happening and we kind of wanted him to get comfortable. But in the training camp and in practice, Quinn really loves him, and I trust him and that, that he's ready to go. What a surprise that was when we all got to see that he was part of the active roster for tomorrow. At 20 game. years old. That was the fact that he went from, oh, he'll, he might get some time midway at end of the season, depends on where we are, to no, 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 he's in the lineup for opening night. That is a big up hope. Well, hopefully David Quinn's making the right choice. But if he is, that's going to be a big, big upside for the Rangers. Um, So, guys, obviously, they made the COVID playoffs, got knocked out, which allowed them to acquire the first overall pick on a blessing and acquiring Alexi Lafreniere. Um, The Rags making the offs this year? kind of funny that you say because I've been looking at a lot of preseason predictions from these analysts. I, I looked at NHL.com. I looked at TSN, looked at ESPN. And believe it or not, a lot of people are confident in the Rangers snagging that four spot. I know John Bukigras on ESPN. He's a big believer in the Rangers here. I don't know. It's just tough to say in that division to because, you know, eight teams in division, the top four make it. I just can't see the Rangers being better than four teams personally. However, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But I just think right now the Flyers, the Caps, and the Bruins are easily better. And I think we're in that second tier, neck and neck with the Islanders and Penguins, where I could see all three snagging that four spot. See, here's the issue that I have with them potentially making the playoffs. It's a new division. And like Chris was saying, they had to be better than four teams. If you go down the line, are they better than the Flyers right now? No. Are they better than Boston right now? No. Are they better than the Islanders right now? I don't know. It's a little tough to say. We have to see what's going to happen this year with between them. Better than the Devils? Absolutely. Better than the Sabres? I think so. And then that leaves the Penguins, the Capitals, and if I, I don't think I'm missing anybody out right there. So if you could beat out one of those teams, the Capitals and the Penguins, that earns you that fourth spot. Yeah. Um, Can they do it? It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough considering the, the way the schedule's set up with uh, traveling and whatnot. They're going to play those teams much more than they normally would in a regular season. Um, and them being the, like, like we, like you guys have said, them being a, a little bit tier above just cause we're a little young age, lack of experience. They're, they're a little bit up there playing them more could end up hindering. That's why it could be a very interesting end of the season when it comes to who's snagging the last couple playoff spots. Um, hey, here's the two things I just want to add really quick. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Rangers are making the playoffs. If two things happen, Igor Sajorskin just comes out like he did when he was hot before that whole situation happened with him, that accident. And then Capo Caco becomes a young stud that we think he's going to be. Yeah. Add those two pieces into the mix because I'm already confident in everybody else with between Zibanejad, Panarin, Kreider, Strom, you name it, I'm confident in them. Caco comes out strong. Igor plays lights out. This is a legitimate playoff team. So we got we got a little time left, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one more thing in here. <laughs> We're going to do a hot take table um, just for the game tomorrow, Rags Islanders. Uh, guys, throw out your prediction and a hot take for a result during the game. I'll go last. Uh, you want me to go first, Chris? Yeah, take it, take it. Okay, so I'm going to say prediction is going to be uh, – try to be non-biased here. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the Rangers come out in this one to start. I think uh, a little first game jitters for some people. Uh, with this young team, I think we lose by 4-3. Uh, my hot take, though, is that Capococco gets three points out of those three goals. Okay. 
Okay. I'm going to flip the switch. I think the Rangers are going to come out hot. I think they're going to win 4-2. to two. And my hot take, I think Julian Gauthier. I love that third line. Lafreniere, Hedl, Gauthier. I think Gauthier's having two points tomorrow night. Wow. And I think he's a dark horse to score the first goal of the season for the Rangers. Wow. I really like the way he's progressed in camp. Someone check the odds on the first goal of the season for that, man. That would be, that would be a crazy. That's a hot take. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to lean on Chris's side and I'm going to say the Rags are going to take it. They're going to come out firing. It'll be a high scoring game. I think Igor will probably give up a little bit more than we'll see throughout the season. I'll say four, three in terms of the Rangers, uh, hot take Kaka with the goal, Lafreniere with an assist and Igor faces over 40 shots. Yeah, I think so. Over 40 oh, shots. Man. Over 40 Makes shots. Sense. And it's going to be up to that defense to try and stop that hot take because I really hope they actually keep them under 40 shots. Um, but that'll do it for this episode of Next Man Up. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on for the first time. Josh, thank you for returning. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NextManUp05. Download SportsMe. Go follow us on SportsMe at NextManUp Sports Podcast. Uh, if you want to just hear us, Go to our anchor. If you want to see our faces as well, go search up our YouTube. Uh, we have no Nick here today, so I'll just drop it. Like and subscribe. I won't be obnoxious like him. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Next Man Up, and we'll see you next time.